There it is. Two. Okay, here we are. This is the option. This is episode eight. I am Jason DeBias and daddy is home. The question is who is in the house? None other than a multiple time AVP FIVB winner, last year's reigning defending Motherload champion. We have the man, the myth, the legend, Casey Jennings. What is good, bro? What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> nice. We, um, look, we had a little, um, little conversation like just just questions to ask but um because but um the easiest way to start i guess is to talk about volleyball and this and that we were talking about some of the things that that led you to your path um to to make you the the player in fact the man you are right because volleyball just builds character for us um i'd actually for me i'd like to start um recent past i want to talk about mother i got actually i got jeff samuels here say what's up jeff What's up, guys? How y'all doing? <laughs> so, um, wanted to talk about Mother Load and just, just... partner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted to talk about the the tournament in Colorado, the experience, um, the reception, um, new fans, people who knew you. Oh, so good. We had a blast out there. Leon and and uh, the the family, the Mother Load family, took care of us. Went out there. I flew out there. I think I got there. What? Three, four hours late. <laughs> yep, flight delays. We had so many flight delays. First, our tickets didn't. Something happened. They just didn't go through. We paid for it, and I got to the gate, and it just it wouldn't let me off. Oh, yeah, you had complications <laughs> coming back from Chicago. Yeah. And then Jesus. hit me on Thursday. I didn't know I was playing in the mother load until 48 hours before. <laughs> I said, man, I've always wanted to go to that tournament. Let's do it. <laughs> Flew out there. Leon picks me up, takes me to the court, jump out of the car, start warming up. <laughs> And uh, that was it. That was all she wrote. And and seeing the history of it, being there in person, you can't really understand unless you go and play in that event how cool it is. Yeah, and it's like um, intimate. Oh, everybody's like yeah, the mountains are right there. It's like a baby Switzerland. You got, you know, a family of people that have been playing there for years and years and years, and now their their kids are going there. They're playing on the in the grass tournament. And, uh, you know, the sand tournament is legendary. They have a post where they put everybody's name on it that has won the tournament. And oh, so there's this wow. there, there's this pole in the middle of it, and it has all these, you know, legendary players that have come through there. And when we won it, I was like, man, put my name on that post. Just yeah. another mark, you know. <laughs> you got to leave your mark in places. And, no. and Jeff and I were able to do it last year. And I've actually been getting texted by Dana Camacho, to uh, go play this year and I said let me talk to Jeff and he said man he's hurt <laughs> who cares about him I said I would love to play with Dana man that would be so fun so Dana I know we're working on a call today we're gonna talk but uh you know Jeff's right here you want to arm wrestling for it <laughs> I saw him in Texas did you I saw him play with uh, Dave Palm yeah is he um, looking good he made qualifier round three and probably should have gotten in. He's still the same Dana smoking <laughs> smoking cigarettes like during a technical timeout, and everybody's like, but his new generation is like, is that one is that smoking? <laughs> Does he just do that? He's smoking. Throw a beer he's, one of, he's one of a kind, man. He's so yeah. Cool. Yeah, so I like Dana. <laughs> he's a good bird. I really like Dana too, man. So so listen, one of the other things we talked about off camera is how difficult the path to um, this kind of volleyball starting becomes. You mentioned um, getting cut by like a um, junior college team or something like that. Yeah, 
I so, moved out from Vegas. This is before BYU, right? Take take me back a little bit. Oh yeah, I was uh, I was in high school and I had a buddy that was a golfer, uh, another buddy that was a quarterback at mm-hmm. another high school. And we were all buddies, and mm-hmm. we decided we were going to come out to Cali and uh, pursue our dreams. And so we moved out, uh, and I had this this guy that had seen me play in a club tournament. We traveled from Vegas to play in this this club tournament. I think we got beat up, but we were, we were pretty good. Uh, and he said, listen, uh, or no, my friend had put me in touch with him that was the golfer. And the, the guy was the coach of the volleyball team. He said, my buddy plays volleyball. And he saw me play a little bit at a tournament I came out to indoor. And he said, listen, I can get you guys set up out here. I'll get you uh, an apartment and we'll get you going in school. Well. I went there, and the very first two weeks, we played two-on-two indoor. Okay. And I've been playing a lot of beach in my life, but it wasn't uh, – it was basically, you guys play, here's some balls, here's the nets, go ahead and play, and yeah. he, and then he would take off, and then we would all scrimmage each other, and it wasn't – you know, we were waiting for the tryout, and, and the team would be formed. So I'm, I'm getting to know these California guys, and uh, one day I come in the gym, and he says, hey, Jennings – uh, come here, and I and I jump off the bleachers, and I said, "What's up, coach?" He said, uh, "I gotta let you go, man." Oh, yeah. I said, "You gotta let me go." We haven't even seen me play yet in a in a five one situation where I'm the setter, which is the quarterback on the court, and that was my strong point. And um, I said, "You're cutting me. You haven't even seen me play." He said, "I got a six two setter coming in. I was five eleven." Yeah. Uh, 170 pounds maybe and said I got a, a 6'4 setter from Santa, from Santa Barbara I got another one coming from uh, San Diego 6'2 big physical guys and uh, I, I gotta let you go I said man I'm gonna play against you and I'm gonna beat you and I was heartbroken I ran out of the gym and as soon as I hit the door on the on the on the gym door to run out I had my bag on my shoulder and I just started bawling and I, I sprinted home, which was, I don't know, I'd say it was a mile and a half. I don't think I took one breath. I sprinted. I was mad. I was sad. I was confused. I didn't know it was going to go down. Called my brother. My brother said, uh, what's up? I said, I got cut. And he said, hold up. Are you crying? I got four older brothers. Yeah. I said, yeah. I said, yeah, I am. He said, uh, can't you call another school down the street? And I said, yeah, he goes, get on the phone, stop crying, call another coach. Can you play with these guys? Are you good enough? I said, yeah, I am. He said, cool. Hit me back after you call four other schools and that one in Huntington Beach that you like. Make that the first one. I called, answering machine picked up. I said, hey, my name is Casey Jennings. I got a, I got an unfair tryout. Um, I'm wondering if you can come let me try out and uh, be a part of your team and, and see if you like what I have. Uh, I think I have what it takes. I get a message the next day. He's like, hey, uh, this is Mike D'Alessandro. Uh, you know, back then your phone's on the wall. I don't have a cell phone. He's like, <laughs> he said, uh, we, we practice at 6 a.m. tomorrow. I got my team already made, but if you want to come down, I'll give you a shot. And uh, I called my brother. I said, what am I going to do, man? Skate there? I'm in Long Beach, Bellflower, over in a, not a great neighborhood. And uh, he said, um, I'm in Hemet. Ontario he's going to college there doing uh, he had already finished his degree up at Utah and he's doing some some more school 
And uh, I said, yeah, I don't know. I can take the bus. He's like, look, I'll drive out there. And that's two hours away at least. Mm -hmm. So he drove it. I don't know, 3.30 in the morning, came and picked me up, took me to Golden West. Wow. Wow. I walked in the gym. There was 20 dudes stretching. And uh, they're looking at me like, who's this dude? My hair is down to my chest like this <laughs> long. And I, it's, it's up in a, like a bun. And I walk around and walk over to the coach. He says, you're late. Start mm. running around and, and warm up. Yeah. So I'm jogging around the gym. And I'm looking at these dudes, and I'm just like, man, how's I'm gonna I'm gonna crush it today. Uh, if he gives me a chance, he pulls the team together. He said, listen, Casey Jennings is here. He's gonna try out. We're gonna give him a tryout. We're gonna run a five-one on each side. Here's the teams. You guys are over there. You're over there. Let's go. Yeah. And I set a five-one, and we smoked them. Way I play, I don't know if it was the confidence my brother gave me, the bitterness that I had from the coach cutting me. And he said uh, after practice, he said, uh, "All right, bring it in." Delisandro is one of the best ever, and he said, uh, "Bring it in." I'd like you guys to welcome Jennings to the team. Yeah. Uh, one thing we like to do around here is we all like to look the same. I, I like you guys to be on point with each other and be a team and look like a team. So I don't know uh -oh. if it's a problem, but you're going to have to cut your hair. <laughs> I, yeah, I saw that coming. <laughs> and I said, I looked at him. I said, I'll see you tomorrow, Coach. Yeah, man. He's and also I went home. the Titan stuff. <laughs> yeah, I went home and shaved my head. Um, and um, I wasn't ready to go there yet, but uh, I, I got mono. Anyway. I made that team. I came mm. back to that team a year later. Uh, I had gone to Orange Coast College and played for them uh, okay. first yeah. for, for other reasons. I didn't have a car, and I had some other buddies that had a place there. And I told Delisandro, hey, man, I'm going to go to this school. He said, no problem. I was the captain of the team, the freshman, the first freshman ever to be a captain. We mm. played Long Beach City the very first match, I think, of the year. Mm-hmm. And we absolutely jacked them. And that yeah. coach, I don't even think he knew it was me. No. And we crushed them. And, and my coach pulled me out of the game because I think it was 7-0 and all serving. Yeah. And um, we got second place against Golden West. And just like players get cut from colleges, uh, I had to tell the coach that had given me so much and was so – he was incredible, Chuck Kootenays. He just yeah. stopped pushing me. And, and I worked hard. I did everything he wanted to. And he almost he – almost like let me do be the leader and like almost like do anything I wanted to do. And so I said, I, I got to go somewhere where somebody's going to get me to the next level. Yeah. I went to back to Mike D'Alessandro. And the first thing he said was don't go going burning any bridges, Jennings. I'd love to have you mm -hmm. and always wanted you to be on my team and went there, won a championship and he got me to the next level where I went to BYU and won a championship there. Holy sugar. Well, those those are um, the two most valuable things. Like, as you know, I'm from New York. Mm -hmm. uh, moved to the West Coast. I've been coaching 21 years. I've been playing for 31. And I knew there was a kind of like a hit the reset button, like a pay, pay your dues all over again type thing. Um, and the two most valuable lessons I learned, this is three years ago up to this point. Um, one, it's not fair, right? But such is life, yeah. <laughs> as you just told me. And two, um, California or the West Coast has this way of rewarding people who don't take that fact kicking and screaming. You know what I'm saying? You kept you. You kept your nose in your nose in the work. I know you wanted to be. Uh, I mean, who, nobody wants to be that guy that complains all the time because people remember who that is too. 
So right. it's one of those things where you want to lash out, and you but you're just like, you know what? I got work to do. Um, I have okay, a little bit something more to prove, and and um, and I think that's what kind of shapes shapes the kind of character and the kind of man you are. And I'm only saying that because I recognize the symptoms. We're not the same person, but yeah, yeah, man. but I, but I, got but a I cool get it. Story, but, <laughs> you yeah, know, totally. Um, that yeah, so, me a lot. I mean, you gave me the shot with P1440. You know, I, went, I moved here to commentate and coach. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, you heard me on YouTube and you're like, yeah. that guy's got balls or something. And my little test run in Vegas um, was was, was, yeah. was the, the, the time of my life, which I'm, I'm eternally grateful for. But it was one of those things where, uh, similar to you, I just kept my, my nose in the work. And, and honestly, on the West Coast, I think pound for pound, I'm, I'm one of the better. I think I'm one of the better two and ones. Like there, you find guys that are good play play guys, and you have guys that are good com- color commentators. But mm-hmm. there's only a handful of us that do uh, both really you well. You can do both. You take your hat yeah. off, Jeff. What do you think? Is he is he one of the top dogs? <laughs> He's pretty good. <laughs> we, we do a really good job together. No man, this yeah, I like it. Hilarious. You put yourself <laughs> in the situation to give yeah. yourself an opportunity. An yeah. opportunity comes up, and you're ready. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. If you're not prepared and you just think you should have that thing and you don't go do the work and get ready for it and then it shows up and then you're freaking out because you're like, I'm not ready. Right. You weren't yeah. ready. Yeah. So I, I like that you're putting yourself out there. You're vulnerable. You're going for it and you're putting the time in and I respect that. Yeah. I think it's cool. Yeah. I um, talked to Conover about it. Um, in New York because he knows I'm from New York. So I went to AVP New York and he's like, hey, man, he's like, homecoming for you. And I was like, yeah, man, because I, I got a hero's welcome. Because yeah. My people from your hometown, they make what you're doing here look like four times more than what it really is. So so he said, um, he says, I heard you're like doing commentary for pre-1440, right? And then like everybody around us, like just stop talking, right? And I said, yeah, yeah, I am. And he's like, well, that's cool. You know, because he says, if I remember correctly, two years ago, you you know, you came to us. You know, remember when Triborn was up there um, by himself uh-huh. like, two years ago? Yeah. Um, um, we respect Triborn, but he was more like ball served out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's he's this analytical guy that can break down plays, um, but kind of needed a setup guy. So I kind of volunteered myself. So Jeff said, if I remember correctly, he says, you know, you asked us and we said no. And I said, actually, that's almost how it is. I said, I asked you, and he Jeff said yes. And then he gave me to his guy, Josh, to like two other guys. And those are the guys that kind of, um, I, I don't like to use the word blow, blew me off or whatever, but um, I, I'll just say I had other ideas. So so I told Jeff, I said, listen, you, you know, you ain't got to fall on everybody's sword. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know he's, he's such a cool guy. You yeah, know? And, Jeff, and, and everybody's careful about talking about the AVP because nobody wants to this and that. But Jeff, what Jeff told me, which allowed me to even make this conversation possible is he doesn't mind the criticism as long as it's fair. I mean, there's a disagreement on what's fair and what's not. I get that. Um, but um, I thought that was a real co- cool conversation. Yeah, man. I love you know? Jeff. I miss him. <clears throat> I miss those guys. I, yeah. I, and Glazebrook and rubber shoulders with them. But, uh, you know, it's whatever. I, I don't have any discretion. I don't have. Yeah. We got a know? question. What's up? Is Casey done competing? That's Jeremy Carlin. Of course Hell not. no. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Look at me. I look 20. What's I'm up? <laughs> Ask questions that no, call man, for conclusion. No, man. I am done competing ever in my whole life. Like <laughs> in beach volleyball? Yeah. No. Right now? No, I'm not. But Good. Oh, I will compete 
in my life in other ways yeah. till the day I die. And, and um, well, physically to the nurse is kind of where you're at, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. But you know, with today and technology, people are able to play a lot longer, even at an amateur level or playing at, at events. Um, the six man's going on today, and there's always a spot for you. I mean, yeah. Mike Dodd and Hovland are down there, and some of the, the yeah. legends yeah. of the sport. So you, you can always compete. But no, I still have some. Uh, what, how would you say? Uh, I got uh, some bonus ton of to gas. I got some there. tournaments to win, and yeah. I still want to play. Um, some trees, I'd like to trees play to in Manhattan, down. man. <laughs> yeah, some trees. To I'd like yeah. to play in Manhattan and the AP Open. Yeah. You heard it. He wants to play Manhattan, uh, but. I don't think that's going to happen quite yet, and and you know I'll and, do I'll be ready. Yeah, I'll and that's do the okay work. too. Yeah, and um, you know the business that we're running is is different. The athletes were have the opportunity to play in our events if they wanted to, which no yeah. one thought they were going to. So I said, well, why wouldn't I play? Uh -huh. I want to play. So course, I want to yeah. play AVP, and I told. Uh, Somebody yesterday, a 16-year-old that does bounce beach, Parker, <laughs> took him to my workout yesterday. And I said, listen, man, you know, if I can play in the AVP Manhattan Beach Open this year, I'll play with you. Oh, hell yeah. And I'll take you and, uh, you know, show you the things that I've learned and and uh, give you some of the tricks that I've been given in my life. And, the, and I've had the greatest coaches on the planet from high yeah. school. Past the knowledge, yeah. To junior college, to D1 to even rubbing shoulders with Karch and, yeah. and all my boys and peers and Lambo and Furby and every being around the world, the things that I've been able to learn, I've got to give it back. And like playing with Jeff Samuels, you know, is hey, uh, the reigning defending mother low champions. Yeah. One of yeah, the coolest man. experiences mm -hmm. I've had, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was amazing to play with Casey. He, he asked if you're going to defend that, but well, well, um, we already talked about that in the beginning. What's that? Um, are you going to defend the low title? <laughs> the, I don't know, whatever. That's what we right. talked about. Maybe well, Jeremy, Dana yeah. Camacho. If Jeff, uh, if Jeff wants to play, I gotta, I gotta back my partner, and, and uh, we can talk about it if I have time to do it. I'm in good yeah. enough shape. I feel I'm ready. Cool. Uh, but I'd love to go there. Yeah. Yeah. So two things. One, um, the reason why I'm even doing this during Six Men is because your, um, like your star power transcends beyond. Um, the South Bay region. So, so while everybody's there playing, there are people in New York, there are people in Chicago. Have like they're like holy shit, Casey Jennings. I have um, um, you know, I was a long time NCAA coach in um, New York, but I was also a high school coach. And now those kids came up, and now they're interested in outdoor, and they're like, oh my god, he's going to be a guest. So, so a lot oh, of these, a lot cool. of these guys, a lot of these guys are, are listening and asking questions and doing all this stuff. Um, I meant to have this on Instagram, and I'm probably going to um just have Jeff Jeff plug in like 60 seconds just so people can we can steer them this way. Which leads me to my second question. You are someone that's always competitive. You are always someone that has um, always feels like you have more than enough in a gas tank, which you've proven time and time again. And moreover, um, you're constantly evolving. You're also you're always trying to create a better version of yourself and um, and physically. And again, you're always finding ways to recreate yourself, like Michael Jordan was found a way. You know, he perfected his jump shot later, right? Because he you yeah. know, not, defense. Um, how much of that is very is similar? Um, cause you know, I got to bring her up sooner or later, right? I mean, it's Carrie, you guys are the power couple. So how much of that is similar personality as far as like-minded personalities ever, ever constantly, you know, the question is constantly evolving, no way, man. <clears throat> being better versions of yourself. You know, that has been something that has, it's, we've grown into that. Mm -hmm. We didn't go into this at 21 and 24 years old when we started dating. Yeah. Um, and and think that we would be doing what we're doing today. But 
you know, the thing that attracted me to Carrie initially was um, your beauty, love. And yeah, man. Um, that she was 6'2", six, 6'2 two, six, two and a half, 6'3", on the women's side. And I'm 6'3", on the men's side. Yep. And I'm short. And she is, you know, a monster. And physically, you know, she can catch a ball better than anyone, meaning like, her hand-eye coordination for being 6'3 yeah. and being able to move the way she is, yeah. is incredible. And what I learned was that, you know, whoa, this is trippy because I'm the underdog from the streets with teeth and I'm going to bite and I'm mean and, and, and gritty and um, you're soft because, you know, you grew up in a nice house, you had a car when you're 16 and and then I realized, whoa, she's as hungry as me, mm -hmm. and she works as hard as me, and she does all the things that, and we, it was it. That was it. I mean, her and I were, like, stuck at the hip from, you know, the moment we had the opportunity to be, and um, we just, we pushed each other. Not even, we, we would work out together in the weight room with Tommy Knox, our trainer that we've had since the day we met, really, almost 18 years, but... I was so attracted to the fact that she didn't settle and she could have put herself, she could have put it in neutral so many times and she never ever did. And she still doesn't. And that for the kids out there listening is incredible because how many times have I seen men and women that should win numerous tournaments? They're a dime a dozen, but they can't put the work ethic and the mindset into place. Um, so when I see athletes that have all the gifts and talents and the height and the movement, and they work as hard as, you know, uh, Holly McPeak or, or me or somebody like, you know, uh, that, that has to work that hard in order to even make a dent. I, I'm, I'm taken back by those athletes and I love them and I think it's just incredible. And I do relate Kerry to Michael Jordan because he had all the gifts and the talents, but he could have been, you know, he could have been totally different, but he put the time and effort and work into those talents and honed them and worked on defense when he was well, and only known for offense not to mention the comparative you could do for on paper comparisons um you know ncaa champ um ncaa championship for michael jordan um multiple time nba, NBA mvp yeah. um carrie walsh in my opinion one of the top three female players to ever play the game certainly her and misty the top team to ever play the game for sure uh, jackie silva i throw in that mix a little bit with respect to the, the two of them of course because yeah I, I go back um oh, we go back that far so yeah yeah, yeah. And it's, it's just incredible to see somebody do that. Yeah. Hey, um, for my Instagram people, that's Casey Jennings. That's Jeff Samuels. I'm Jason DeBellis. You guys got to jump on Facebook Live. Also, we're going to be on – for those of you that missed this, we're going to be on iTunes. Um, it's basically the option on iTunes, and we're also on Spotify. I usually put it up later so I can do the sound. The sound's the most important thing because it's audio, and, and, uh, and that's not um, video. But – but this this for all intents and purposes the live feeds just to get like fan questions yeah just just to keep it interactive keep yeah, man. you're you're a man of the people <laughs> so yeah, yeah. so I, I keep that copacetic but yeah isn't that crazy like you 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 know you 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 were um you were more of a grinder and she and by by appearance she didn't seem so and she's very much so. <laughs> she's so relentless and it, you know through time we've been able to inspire each other and push each other and mm. You know, people say, do you take it home with you? And you're like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we talk about it at home. We talk about uh, our game. Our, it, it relates so much to a relationship when you have a partner. Yeah. And uh, we've been able to 
to learn so much because we've hired nothing but the best. The people that are around us have given us yeah. so much and we learn that. And I think that, you know, I had a guy tell me one time, uh, dude, how are you down here so much? You're always grinding. If someone needs a partner and they're paying a coach, like Dane Selznick would have these guys go and pay him that were nine to fivers that were wealthy guys. Yeah. And I said, Dane, if you ever need someone to rip jump serves at that guy and take his head off, call me. And I would yeah. go down there and then I would pay him for my private practice. Yeah. But two hours before that, I was down the beach one mile giving a dude a lesson and I would take that money and transfer it over to him. And I told this one guy that said that to me, he said, how are you down here? Do your parents pay for your shit? And I went, what? <laughs> I go, man, it's called How peanut butter and honey. Yep. And it's called working. And Carrie walked dogs in Manhattan Beach the first year we were here. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. it's all about grinding and, and investing in yourself and putting your credit card down. You know, back then yeah. I feel like we had a chance to make a living at volleyball, only playing volleyball. Right. And yeah. right now you have to be creative. Casey Patterson is very creative. I had him on yeah. yesterday. And, oh, you did? Uh, yeah. yeah, I had him on my so podcast. The sponsors and stuff. He's very good with that. Yeah, and I asked him about it. I said, teach these young guys how they can be creative on being able to play and, and do what you're doing. Um, but, you know, I was aspiring to just – I would work my butt off coaching other people and doing other things because I was like, I'm not doing this for much longer. I'm going to start taking <laughs> people out. I'm going to get in the top five, and I'm going to make a great living. And I did. You did, yeah. Chopping down trees. Remember that on one of the first conversations we had a year, uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah. You're like, dude, I had to chop down trees. Did you see the size of those guys when I was playing? <laughs> yeah, man. And now I call. I always use that term when I see you. Fucking freaking Paul Bunyan, you know. Dave Williams. I, yeah. He called us giant killers. The first uh, yeah. tournament, Furby and I made it to the finals. He was like, "You guys are giant killers. Yeah. You're chopping down trees." So. Gotta yeah. give him love for that. Now it is, yeah. I, I'm taking a similar path. Again, I've only been here three years, and um, I'm out there. People need jump serves. You know, John Mayer, I was the director of operations last year, just doing analytics from video, video room breakdown and stuff like that. Yep, me out. Um, Jeff Samuels, yeah, man, uh, endless summer. Um, most most recently, a um, couple of kids came up to New Jersey, boy, moved here. He's like, what do, he's like, what do I got to do to get into the draw? And I was like, come here. It's a secret. Come here. I said, <laughs> I said get a coach. Cause, I, cause these young fuckers right now, they think they got so they get so good so fast, they think they got it all figured out, and they don't and they don't have fresh eyes on the outside in and this and that. So he's like, "How about you?" And I was like, "I saw what you did there. <laughs> that, was, that was a gangster yeah, move and shit." Sure. So, so they um they weren't to Hermosa Beach. And they made the draw. They qualified. So nice. it's just, it just and it, was, it felt good for me because right now I'm doing some analytics and coaching for Rafa Rodriguez, Ed's partner. Mm -hmm. But it felt better to actually just punch my own ticket as opposed to like you, you know yeah. like with respect to Mayor and with respect to a lot of these guys. Oh, he's coaching this guy. Boom, he's already in the draw. You know, he's already you know whatever. So it's just I'm not saying it's real work because it's it's I sound like I'm casting aspersions on people who are who are also doing real work, but that, no, was, um, cool. that think... was my birthday at the same time. Oh, nice. So they qualified. Earl, um, Earl Schultz, you hey, know girl. him. Uh, they, um, what do you, what do you, what do you, you what's his her. nickname? 
Big Pearl. Big Pearl. Because on Friday it's Big Pearl. Pearl, Pearl Schultz. Big Pearl, yeah. but I said it's Big yeah. per, Big Big Pearl because he has yeah. that big old fro. He it does. Is, yeah. But first time, hey, first time for him. I'm, oh, you know, no, emotional, 14, 14, emotional moment yeah, for him. He's, he's in the program. He's in yeah. the developmental program. So yeah, man, much potential with him. Significant yeah. because you guys significant improvement in the service year, which is something yeah. that he, he's struggled on. He's a Midwest guy originally. Chicago. Yeah, is yeah. He? Yeah. yeah, originally Chicago. Yeah. yeah, I think it's. I, I think that's incredible, and I think there's a there's a small victory there, mm -hmm. and and there's yeah. a good little celebration. But you know, one thing I see on Instagram because you can see stuff is the uh, set the bar higher, guys. Always. Like you know, it's great that you qualified, and I would give him a hug and tell him good job, and then <laughs> I'd say. I wouldn't say anything about it ever again. Yep. And I'd say you yeah. need to start getting in the top five. And I told Amen. Casey yesterday, I said, look, you just won the tournament with a guy that was playing in the NBA however many years ago. He's been out here for two or three years, but he has been playing, and Budinger is a stud. I was just making a point. Yeah. I said, how many jobs do you have? And Casey's like 29. Yeah. <laughs> and like I a, said, he's like an 18-year-old uh, Jamaican in New York. Yeah. Yeah. I said, would you, would you have – 28 year old Casey Patterson let 39 year old win that tournament and he said hell no and I no. said you know it, the young guys you want to be mean start being mean and and you know there's a lot of opportunity to put yourself on Facebook and Instagram and put the pictures up and celebrate yeah. but mm -hmm. I'm telling you what that shit disappears overnight friends especially in this sport and you, especially in this sport, we have to prove yourself every single time. Well, it yeah. Gets further and further no, nobody, down the nobody, nobody just, your, yeah, no one gives you the crown. Right. Really. But, and yeah. then you feel bad for yourself. Yeah. You yeah. start going into depression and you're yep. sad because you're not the guy and you got nothing to talk about. So I think that just set the bar higher and, and, yeah. and you know, the cliche of enjoying the journey yeah. is, is it's real. But what does that mean? That means enjoy maxing out on your squats sprinting doing the work and Everything. just yeah yeah like not just the no, total or, package the highs, oh man yeah. I, my biggest Enjoy memories are my stuff. losses yeah yeah yeah. Like, you learn the most from your loss. Actually, some of my best performances. <laughs> very rarely does someone remember a great performance and a loss. I, when I played in Germany, I got like thirty-three kills on, the, like the mm -hmm. at first it was the Army European Championship. I got thirty-three kills, <laughs> and we lost. We lost three zero, and I, I thought. You know, you were first, yeah, like the first two were 15, 13, you know, old school. And then the last one was like 15, three. But, you know, when the coach yeah. sat me down, he's like, you did not you know, when it got to like 10, two or whatever, he just sat me down. And I understood, I understood why. But I was like, I'm going to be back out there, man. Yeah. Like you. So, yeah, man. That's, and it's and that's rare. There's only maybe four or five times in my head. I remember a great performance. The only because the only thing anyone remembers, right? Yeah, in this, in this well, cold world, is um, did you win or did you not? You know, mm -hmm. I mean, wants to hear the rest that's of the story. what I don't. I, you yeah. know, I, I, and that's where you, that's where you differ. We had a, again. We talked about that. Talk yeah. to me. Well, I like. I just like the players. You know, I, I like the ones that maximize their potential. And you know, maximizing your potential is setting that bar so high, almost that you don't get to it. You know, you're always trying to be perfect on the court. Yeah. That's the goal. You're 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 working for perfection. You want to side out every time. You want to serve every ball tough, but in. But there's these celebrations that I see that scares me. That the reason it scares me is not like 
That dude's terrible. No, it's, it's a resting on your loins thing, maybe? It's just, I'm worried about him. Like, don't do that, man. This game doesn't define you as a human being. You're your success that. in this sport yeah. does not define you. Stop walking around like that. And there's yeah. other dudes that are. And the dudes that are that are doing good, I'm like, <laughs> go wait, wait for it overseas and let me see what you do. Go overseas and let me see because you'll get humbled real fast. And I'm not, yeah. I'm just trying to set perspective. No. Be humble, be aggressive, talk smack on the court and do it all, but give the shirt off your back when, when you get the games over. Yeah. Give somebody your shirt off your back. Be yeah. cool. Um, yeah. I, I can't stand watching some guys. I can't stand it. And I want to go out and I want to play in fucking Levi's and beat on some people. Yeah. Because it's embarrassing out there sometimes. Yeah. And these young up-and-comers think that, oh, once I get there, these older guys are leaving. I'm like, man, you better look back behind your shoulder because there's a Phil Delhauser. Somebody's coming. And there's some mean, hungry wolves coming. Yeah. And you're going to stay in. I'm sorry, the mouse. You're going to stay in the qualifier. And, and you know, there's a yeah. lot of different rabbit holes you can go down. You only get four chances. You can't make a living. Is Phil would Phil move out here right now if he was 22 and quit his no. teaching job? He's teaching no. high school. It, the sport no. is going to grow. It's going to evolve. Yeah. And you young guys that can be take some wins right now, go get them. Stop yeah. celebrating getting fifths and sevenths because those are seventeenths and thirteenths a couple years ago. I agree. I agree with that. Wow. Yeah. Well put. There. I guess to quote the great Conor McGregor, if I'm um, if you if your what is it if your dreams don't scare you they're not big enough. <laughs> yeah, man, totally. You gotta yeah. shoot high, Always. and it doesn't stop after volleyball. There's no yeah. Joe Rogan. There's no mountaintop that you're gonna get to and sit there and say I made it. Yeah, yeah. And nope. once you once you do, you're. Yeah. I mean, there's like you said, there's always somebody else coming up behind you. And the worst thing isn't to not ever achieve any dreams. Is the worst thing is to get there and then lose it all and you're not the man anymore like the guys who never tasted it it's like okay whatever i didn't make it but when you get there and then you have to fall back down and you're not doing yeah. well anymore then you're in depression and you're like, he said wait you're talking about stafford slick right <laughs> <laughs> who said that jeremy carlin uh, um, also uh i'll question who's the best smack talker you ever faced oh who's I the mean, best smack talker i ever faced yeah that's the uh ryan nelson Langley, what's up, man? He asked the question. Oh man, I don't know, cause not the Raiders, yeah. <laughs> Rosie's Raiders, man. Yeah, they, they're probably they the were best. so fun with me. Mm -hmm. we, he he, you know, me. One of the head dudes the other day flattered me on Facebook. I saw like a note notification came in. He said, he somebody said, man, I loved when you battled so and so and so and so and so and so yeah. and, and Casey Jennings, and and he responded. He said, man. You better take six of those guys off of that list of seven because there's one guy the Raiders knew not to heckle. It was you. Yeah. And it was Casey. Yeah. And, I, man, I wrote it back. I said, that is so good because I used to tell them, man, I should fly you to every tournament I play in because I'm, I win every single time you show up. <laughs> I would take them tequila. I would take them anything they wanted. I mean, gift cards, the Sharkies, whatever they needed. No, I yeah. love those guys, but those were the number one shit talkers that I've ever played against the individuals there there wasn't a lot of guys that had any dialogue I mean I had to get in it with the crowd because guys that were playing couldn't play in dialogue Stein Metzger had fire and you'd get into it with yeah. them I mean but it wasn't it was yeah. it was 
you know, we would get out. There's guys you would get head to head with and butt like yeah. Rams, yeah. you know, but I you can't I, even do that anymore. I'd hit a ball off Phil and he'll tell you, I'd look at him and say, you ain't shit. And I'd yeah. stare at him and he would laugh because he knew that I was just like, he, he did perfect. But, you know, he, he looked at me one time. I said, you ain't shit. I'm going to chop you down. We were crossing the net. And he just looked at me like, you're crazy. You say that now, and they're they're giving you a red card. You can't. Well, and they're I, trying to turn it into golf. It's like this. Yeah. They want you to be quiet during the serve. Jesus Christ. Well, no, like I this. think guys are trying to premeditate their their dialogue. I think guys go home and think about it, and there's a microphone on the net. And now they want to, like, come up with something funny. And it's like, yeah. no, man, that's not. You know, when I used to get into it with people, it was just, it was it was real emotion. There was no money behind it or any promotion for like a sponsorship. It was like, it was just straight up. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna get I'm I'm winning this. Don't yeah, try to shake for your my lunch hand money. under the yeah, net either yeah. and give me a five because <laughs> that's not rolling. Mike Whitmarsh taught me that a long time ago. He's like, look, <clears throat> tell Furby to stop shaking hands under the net on side switches. I said, Furby, Woody said, stop slapping hands. <laughs> so I run around the referee stand. There you go. That's you know the best way. Texts I get when I don't shake hands. Yeah, I, I get so many messages and texts like that's just a very unprofessional and all this stuff. And it's just like, dude, like, do you see hockey? Do you see hockey and basketball players shaking each other's hands well, during until the series is over? At the end of the playoffs is the only time you ever see anyone in another sport. Shaking and well, after the match, I'll hug and, and yeah. give you a kiss, yeah. whatever you want. I mean, we can not five times during the well, game, but I don't mis- need to do it in the game. I'm yeah. focused on, on my team and my partner. Yeah. I don't need to tell you that was a great up on that cutting, I like, agree. I will if it's that spectacular and be like, and and, Dang. and no, the cool thing is, at least when you do it that rarely, those moments are worth it, you know, like in football, someone gets hit, you know, guys like you know, he gets hit pretty hard and he gets up, you know. Good shot, boy. You know, oh, yeah, and that's, that's it. If they're not doing world. it every play. I mean, you're like, a, I'm glad you're or, alive. Or MMA when, when they're like when they're like a change in hands or whatever, and they no, both and they're both left standing. You might see them high five. No, too. that's next level. That's yeah. like I'm glad you didn't die. I'm gonna, yeah. I mean, that's like <laughs> I would do the same alive. thing. Jeff, uh, do me a favor. Um, that camera over there. You could just point at both of us and zoom out. The uh, the camera that's on me right now. Got it. Cause that one right there. And for some reason, dying. It's supposed to be plugged into the wall, so I just want to do the straight shot with me and Casey. And and also, I think you said you had to you had to go anyway, so it's easier. Just do leave the oh, shot. Oh, good stuff. You yeah. need to get in the shot. I'm showing that out. Yeah. So, I should be wearing so camera my one, the one on me. Yeah, that one. With six man. Yep. And then zoom out. There's a zoom out lens on top. Got it. Just get me and Casey in there. Boom. That's it. Have you interviewed Jeff yet? I have. Oh, good. He talked about yes. He talked about everything. He talked yeah. about Area Fifty One. He talked about his beef with Kevin McCulloch. He talked about. <laughs> he talked about John Jones. Now. We're good now. He talked about John Jones getting charged for um like double Trump tapping this uh, a stripper. <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> Gotta go play with good stuff. Yeah, man. Cool, man. So now the cool thing is, at any point now, like if you know, if cool. me and him want to keep I think going, we're up right now. You can just go. Yeah, man. You're up. I'm up. Yeah. Later, guys. Hey, uh, hit me. All right. And we'll talk. All right, my man. Or hit Dana Camacho. You guys figured out. (laughs) All right. See you guys. Cool, man. How fun would that be? I can't forget my cup. Now that you have wrestled, imagine bringing that type of shit talk into volleyball. Oh, because on my Wikipedia, it says that I wrestle. I don't know. (laughs)
I wrestled my brothers for 15 years, so come on, that's got to count for something. It says I'm a pro wrestler on my Wikipedia. Yeah, and that would make John Jones such an alpha too. You know, the MMA guy, the mixed oh, martial artist. John he has an Jones. older brother. He has two older brothers. One um that played for the Patriots, and oh, Chandler, really? Chandler Jones played for the Ravens. Both really? both uh, defensive ends. Yeah, man. So they're bigger, stronger. You know, he's like tall, but he's a little gangly, like skinny legged and this oh, and that. Yeah. So, so, so anybody with brothers, I guess, like that. You know. Yeah. I'm I'm from a family of women. My, <laughs> I got three sisters, three aunts, grandmas on both sides. All of the men, you know, uh, military lifers, so they weren't around. My real father, I never met. You know, my stepfather, my mom remarried when I was ten. So I'm, I just say I'm the son of an iron worker and. And as far as I'm concerned, that's my dad, right? He's the one that's around. And he's the one, yeah. you know, that, that porch time, that father-son stuff. So um, he's like my mentor. He's like this old-school Humphrey Bogart hairstyle dude, um, black and white guy. You know, I mean, um, sorry, blue-collar guy. So, so yeah, nothing but women in my life. I guess it's, you know, it's certainly makes me fair. <laughs> they're tough in different ways. They don't wrestle, but they're tough in mm, different oh ways. Oh, my God. Yeah. Their how minds. You got, you got, um. How many? You have four kids? Two. I mean, three. I have three kids, two boys and a girl. Two boys and a girl. The girl's the youngest one? Yeah. Isn't that perfect? Mm-hmm. Isn't that perfect? Yeah. That's how we drew it up. <laughs> and it's like, listen, you, you tell your kids in school, listen, we don't behave that way. And then you tell your boys, kick kick his ass for her. <laughs> you know? <laughs> we have that vision uh, in our head. Yeah, you don't need to help out with any of it. They, <laughs> they fight and they love accordingly. <laughs> it's all good. All right. So I have... Fan questions um, before before we go. Um, my time's valuable. Yours is exceptionally valuable. Oh man! Um, wow, doing it. Why do you think uh, the two Norwegian teams are cr are crushing it right now? There's, I guess he's talking about Anders Mall and Christian Sorum. Yeah, I had a conversation with Anders uh, a couple months ago uh, on my podcast. English is very good, right? And the uh, the sound wasn't good, and I, I was I was a little rusty with it. But I got to sit down and talk to him and. You know, those guys are incredibly sound at technique, work ethic, and they have the physicalities that I was talking about before. And they're so humble. Yeah, It's easy to be humble when you're winning, but they are truly humble. They were raised it's even in, easier to be cocky. in a way. <laughs> yeah, I and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Like Ali San was – was a great guy off the court, but he, you know, I stared at him in the face for 30 seconds. One time we were playing against each other and I'm looking at him like, you know, I'm talking like, I will cut you down. And yeah, he's exactly. like looking at me like, look, and like he <laughs> should have been, but he loved it. But Anders Mole and Christian are, they're just sound, you know, they, they, they learned at a young age, they learned in that school. And I think that they're the future of the sport. Um, they're they're the now of the sport and the future and he told me that man <laughs> just wait until you see what's coming he told me he said my little brother and the people behind me yeah. because they set the precedence now and so they found out that the program that they have is working so well and i respect those guys so much man you, those guys are doing it right they're 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 out there working on you know entrepreneurship and, and doing things with video cameras and, and they, socializing they, they with put fans. their own top 10 plays yeah they do I thought that was cool i message them i'm like if you ever want to talk a top 10 guy <laughs> chat yeah. it up i'm your dude man so they're cool i, yeah. I love them and uh, I, their humility impresses me more than their game 
and their game is incredible. So they're going to win a gold in Tokyo if they keep this up. But yeah. hopefully we can fire up uh, Jake and Taylor and Phil yeah. and Nick and try and Trevor, try and, Trevor yeah. and get these guys. My favorites, uh, my new favorites, you know, by the way. Yeah, man, they're doing yeah. a good job. No, no, you know, it's, it's like splitting block all of a sudden it's old school. I'm like, no, it's old school as an American concept because if you look at the other countries, like the Latvian split block, uh, two of the Russian teams split block, Brazil, however, they they, they change up whatever. They, 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 well, not 95% so don't yeah. split block, but it right. would be my dream to split block. I yeah. would, if I was 6'5", oh, yeah. or, you know, there's guys that were my size that were blocking out there that were my biggest nightmares. Uh, yep. You know what's his name? The Swiss guy Martin Lassigo was yeah. miserable to play against. Yeah, and he was my size blocker. I heard him and his partner yeah. were miserable to play with each other. They right? were. Yeah, but you give me a, you know, an Ali Son or somebody big like that, and I can I can go through the trees a little better. Yeah, I like that. You know, yep. but the little guys, their hands, it's it's pretty cool to see those guys do it. But if if they're playing somebody that's six nine and hits over the top of them, they feel like they're, you know, not doing anything. But yes, I love those guys. I wish them the best. They're going to keep doing what they're doing. They're so impressive. Yeah. And um, isn't yeah. it? What do you? Isn't it crazy that um, like we talked about height and we talked about big, big, big players and huge size players, but isn't it crazy? And this includes a lot some indoor that when they vote for like best player in the world or whatever, it's it's very rarely the mythological creatures. It's it's like uh, Bruno Alisson's partner. Um, who was like graciously listed at six feet? You got Taylor Sander and Joey six, six three. No, Bruno. Oh, Bruno. Bruno. At the yeah, time yeah. when they when they won in Rio, um, you have Misty May, who you know, who at multiple times was one of the best player in the world. Um, Larissa, who's Talita's partner. Um, well, so the cool thing about Carrie and the cool thing about Dalhauser is, um, there's the big players for MVP are so few mentioned, <laughs> you know, and yeah. and 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 there's so many of them. It's good that's uh, that that Carrie has that recognition and, and Phil has that recognition and um and I guess Ali Song, you know, it's just a great all star all star team. Um but I, I find it very intriguing that the people who are voted best player in the world or best player in the tournament or best player in the NCAA double A are not the Giants. Like Taylor Crabb got best player in the world in 2013 for Long Beach State, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So um I think it's a, the, the dynamic um, athletes can get it sometimes and the ones that are the glue yeah. can get it sometimes. Well, they work like you. you. I mean, right? You it's like how did you do it? I worked for a living. Yeah, and you you, you hired people that knew more. I hire people that know more than me. I mean, you pay them to teach you things. The sports psychologist, we use Michael Gervais. He's incredible and the things yeah. that I've been able to learn it's not me going out and like I, I figured all these things out. Someone gave it to me. I put it to use and then I made it mine. And one thing about Anders Moll is that I asked him, I said, who's your hero in the sport? You know, yeah. <laughs> being a male. Right. And this is a little bit of his humility. Not that you shouldn't be able to do this, but this is this is where we are today in 2019 with females. And it was so awesome to hear him say it is that. When I was 10 years old in Norway, I was walking by the court and my dad knew Carrie, had met her, and he said, Carrie, these are my two boys. Would you um, would you pepper with them for a sec? And Carrie put her shit down, walked that's, over. that's how Carrie is. And peppered with them, yeah. and he told me about it to, mm. the, a month ago. And he said, she is my hero, and she is who I've you know, been watching and, and I look up to in this sport. And that tells you, 
you know, so much about Carrie and Anders and guys like that. And I'll tell you what, when Phil Delhauser and Carrie Walsh Jennings retire from the sport, all the haters will be bummed because there'll be some person that won't be able to fill that space, but they'll think they're filling it. And you'll be like, man, Jordan was so dope. That's a huge void. Carrie was so dope. Phil was so dope. But yeah. so it's time to watch these guys, even though the sunset is not far away, a couple yeah. years, mm -hmm. um, grasp onto it because we all hated Jordan at one point yep. or loved him, whatever yep. it was. And when he left, it was like, yeah. oh, no. So that's something I like to remember. And, and uh, just enjoy these athletes that do have that full package instead of hating on the ones that don't and it definitely shows because if you look at the generation of girls i'll just use the women as an example if you look at the generation of girls coming up the, the ones that are teenagers now that are bringing up the rear they got it <laughs> i mean you look at the avp semifinals you have a 16 and a 17 year old in the finals all right you have girls on um, chrissy jones and um, pamuna who are you know up, up of uh, just, just, you know, I probably yeah. still, oh, a couple of years of college. Oh, uh, you got the partains, you know, 17 and 19 years old it's right a now. Big deal, but so I pump the brakes on yeah. that. Pump no, but uh, no, I'm, t I'm, I'm talking about the generation that's bringing yeah. up the rear, no, not, we not, not the ones who, who only, thought they have it figured out, right? You know? But we can only cross our fingers. And I know yeah. the big story are those young kids, you know, and I hope yeah. that they do produce. I'm pushing for them. Absolutely. But I, I don't want to. I don't want them to get on that mountaintop, man, because yeah. it's a it's a far it's a long damn way down. <laughs> it is, and it is. It's serious. Yeah. So be be grounded in your life. Don't use those successes as like, you know, just use them as lodge points as you're going up the mountain. But um, you know, I don't know. Put them put them in a drawer and get another one the next weekend and, and keep driving. That's what I would. I like it. Up. Yep. Question: Do you think the point system um, hampers the limits? um that hampers and limits the amounts of usa and brazilian teams able to compete in international competition is good for the sport when do you think it's fair that's a loaded question no it's uh i think that you know allowing brazilians and usa teams to flood the fivb and get in there because right now they only allow four teams to get in the draw unless they get a wild card there's five if you're in your own country i think you can have a max of seven that can actually get into the draw through certain ways. Right. Um, I think the world is ready to take on Brazil and USA as it's proving to be right now. But all of those teams, yeah. you know, the, you know, Norway and Russia and all these teams, the there's a huge yeah. cliff yep. after them as far as being able, like being able to do what they're doing. So um, I would, you know, in short, I would say absolutely yes open the floodgates but then you'd have to do like a 64 single limb right uh all the pros and you know there's days and and the the, the qualification and um but when you get to the olympics they only allow two teams from each country but yes i think the world is due to play you know this sport is gonna has so many different ways to evolve i mean the olympics is all we know in brazil usa it's like when are we gonna have when is federer gonna play with nadal yeah you know mm. like that's so fun that's when the world gets better yeah you know imagine two guys you know needle too. like yeah. phil playing with bruno and nick lucena playing yeah. with the mammoth or you know me getting to play with so i get to play with pedro you know i've been yeah. i've been able to play with a brazilian i, I think it's it lifts the game and yeah. you know the olympics is another beast but yes i think the world is ready and they're beating the snot out of 
uh, us and Brazilians on certain days, and and yeah. it's, it's a fight. So well, this year, as yeah. a sample size, I mean, is is uh, supports your argument, um, right? Look at Hamburg, look at Stad, look at you know. Well, yeah, and their entities, their mm. federations are paying for all of their stuff, so they're 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 not paying rent. Whereas here, right now, I yeah. think that we're hurting as athletes mm. and the men's side, especially the women of college which is a lot of money. They're getting coached by guys like Stein, John yeah. Mayer, and these guys are out there coaching. Incredible. They're getting all this in college. Yep. Guys, what are you, you going to move to California? You're going to bust tables to play in eight events? And you're and then you're yeah. gonna, you can't <clears throat> compete with Ali San and Evandro and Bruno yeah. and these and guys. And Norway has you an can't. academy. Norway has an academy. Right. Like these kids right now are going to a certain high school for volleyball, that's oh, their yeah. that's they're their gym that's sleeping. their gym class, no. and they're of course their yeah. ac academic um demands you know have to be met. You know everybody gets that. Artists and filmmakers are doing it too. They're yep. they're specifying what they want to do instead of going to a college where they have general ed. But like we have a developmental program that we're trying to help raise the level even on the AVP, and we have developmental players to get recovery. Yep, they get free coaching when they make the team. They and get not free just free recovery. coaching, not just free coaching. Good, really good coaching. No, the best stuff <laughs> yeah. that we've learned, drills yeah. that Marcio Socoli has put together. Yeah. And they get um, Tommy Knox, who we have paid thousands and thousands of dollars through the years and will continue to. Not only that, we drive an hour and a half to see him two days a week. And yep. he is the baddest man on the planet. They get him. <laughs> they yeah. get him for free. Nice. And so we are saying, okay, we're going to pay for all this stuff and we're going to raise the level of the sport. And hence, you said these girls are in our developmental program that got into the semis. Yeah. Um, and, and then um, Big Pearl, he and, got and, in. Yeah, and Jake, Jake the too. Draw. And so we're trying to push the level. And that's why I want to say to those players, no, 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 no. Set the bar high and let's go for it. And I'm, I'm very proud of that developmental program. It's something yeah. that is just so cool to you have. You should be because, first of all, there's not, I don't, I'm not aware of anything else like it. And, and two, this is how we keep up with the rest of the world, because, like you said, I don't want—I don't want to be the smartest retardant special. I, I, you know, the, the like the best players in the United States are, are are going to be the best or the worst in the world. That's not the route. You know, we no, as long-time players and coaches want want the, our direction to go. Yeah, so. it's no pun on the players or anything. The AVP is providing a great tournament for you to yeah, play. Um, it's up to and you really, they to really move the needle this year too. I was very impressed. Yeah, you know? if you want to be a pro, mm -hmm. you're going to have to get a job. Yep. So you're going to yeah. have to do more than anyone. It's just like actors and, and other people that, you know, but there's there's no snow at the end of the rainbow that you're right. going to get to and do snow angels in. You're going to have to commit, like Casey Patterson said, I would do this now if I was 22 years old just because I love it so much. But I, you know, used to be like, I want to pay a mortgage. Uh, you just have to love the sport enough now to have a job. And then, you know, the Baumgrens are a great point of that. The Baumgren brothers, they live in the Midwest. Yeah, Minnesota. I root for East, West, and Midwest. It ain't a Cali thing. No. Every single player that's in the top whatever, they're not from Cali. They moved here because they were able to make a living playing here. I want people to have a camp and a developmental program that we have that we will take to Texas and Florida and yeah. Rhode Island, wherever it is that needs yeah. it and can and do it, we want to bring it there. Yeah, well, that's what Duran's doing. I mean, I'm I'm with um, Duran, who's the um, um, the founder of Beach Volleyball National Events. She's also the program director of Endless Summer. Um, 
we're they're branch out in Colorado, you know, trying to get to Texas. Yeah, we're trying Colorado. to be like the get notice showcases and this and that. I mean, Duran's been very good with that and and good coaching. Yeah, we got Pompilo is part of our group. Um, yeah. um, he's he's part of our group. Jeff Samuels, um, a, a active player, but also beautiful beautiful mind, which is very rare because I always tell people if you want to be a great coach, it's very hard to be a full time player and and a championship coach because I never met one. I never met anyone that had a ring that was an active player that. You know, and if you're aware of someone that's a unicorn, we're gonna take them to the lab. We can take them to the lab Wait, and like, are you and like examine them. Somebody that was a successful player is a successful coach. Head coach, Stein Metzger. No, I never met anyone that's a championship coach that's still an active, a uh, full-time player. Oh Stein, yeah, yeah. No, that, you can't. No, those those that, those animals don't exist. Nah, you, you know. That's... I mean, look at John Mayer. He retired December. Yeah, and then well, six five months later, he's WCC champ. John Mayer champ, so would on. not have retired if he could make a living at the sport. Agreed. Yeah, he would have continued to play and tried to win championships. But yeah. he said, "I got a family. I got a wife. Yeah, I'm, I got a balance. Yeah, and well, you know, I don't. You can't think of his career monetary gain was the purpose because he's already making. You know, full time position at Loyola Marymount um, has allowed him to do that. His wife is already financially independent. Like, I mean, yeah, you know, but he wanted to um, do something that was stimulating yeah. him, and I don't think that." You know, eight weekends out of the yeah. year is, is you know, I mean, it's it's not bagging. Yeah. It's where we're at right now. And well, you he, have did, to he, did, he played it. a couple of FIVBs with Trevor. Yeah, um, no, he played um, for, I played FIVB yeah. when he was. Yeah, there. you told me. I remember that. You told me a fun story. We're not going to say on camera. <laughs> I did. <laughs> What's it Young Mayor, I like. Yes, oh, John, we, we know who you are. <laughs> uh, but I thought. I honestly thought for him to win a WCC championship and get a bid, he had to. Um, you got to give up the goods, ninety ten or one hundred to zero. Um, you know, give, you got to give up the goods as a full time player. So he retired December, and then um, for the WCC championships, he got knocked in a losers bracket, climbed out of hell, and had to beat Pepperdine twice, double elimination, and won the WCCs. And I, and I was very very happy for him. It was a great defining moment for him. It was the only match his athletic director, his boss, came to since he's been a coach there for four years. So that was a great, you know, rock star moment, how all the chess pieces fell yeah. into place. But I thought a lot of it just had to do with, okay, he doesn't have to practice with Trevor. Guess what? He's living in a video room like a hermit. So Right. Um, you got to commit. Yeah. You retired my show. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a show. And, and and you were you were nice enough to give me one of the quotes, too. That was really cool, which is why, why yeah. let's steer that conversation. Jan um, Mayer. Yes. Um, another question. Um, let's see. Do you think the FIVB has executed the business of volleyball better than the ABP? We've, ah, we kind of already went there. No, no one's executing the business side of the sport right now. Right. Nobody is. Please talk, talk to me. It's just, you know, it, it's it, they're in a building stage right now. And, and I don't know mm. if it's going to take 20 years or 10 years, but they're, they're building. Um, I know from building what we're doing, it takes time. You have to, you have to water a seed and it has to grow. Um, you know, I have my personal complaints with it yeah. and, um, the FIVB, you know, we've been battling forever. We battled USA volleyball. We, there's a lot of things where you have to raise your hand. I mean, you know, athletes get stipends from USA volleyball. We had meetings in 2007 in my house with Misty and Carrie and athletes that said, we need stipends like the indoor players. We don't get paid and we have gold medals through and through and we fought for it. And now they pay for coaching. They pay for travel if you're in the top four and yeah. they pay for, uh, they give you um, stipends. And we fought for that, but people don't know that. And they just, it's like, 
you know, it's one of those things like, yeah, I made the, and you're like, people before you, you know, work to get that because I was putting my credit card down and traveling and I was number seven, eight in the world. Right. And I wasn't getting anything and I had to pay for my coach. I had to pay for his airfare. Mm. And so, you know, the business model of the FIVB, you know, you can't compare it. It's totally different. You have these federations involved. They charge people. They have promoters that go to these countries that pay them to put their entity up. And, um, you know, they're, I, I just don't like the hierarchy of people making the rules and not making a, de a democratic situation where, hey, how do you feel about this? And you can't get a thousand players to all agree on something, but you can have a player's yeah. board mm -hmm. and you can have somebody like uh, the rule change on the AVP. Like, you know, that that could have been handled in a better way. But, you know, when you want to make a rule change and you own a company and you decide to do it, and it's not that big of a deal. It's it's not the rule change that was the problem. Right. It was the way that it went down. And you know, look where we're at. Michael Jordan's not on the court at this at these events, and Carrie right. is playing better than she ever has in her life. To me, I've seen yeah. her for twenty years. And so, well, it's my own opinion. The best um, the best American female volleyball player is still Carrie. I mean, um, you can look on paper, you can look on part, uh, par partnerships, comparative, and just um, momentum. Um, she still, in my opinion, she still remains the, um, well, the best, the, the best female the player, the best American you. female player. And but, still, and still, I mean, for the casual, still the most popular well, American female, the female sport volleyball player. For certain reasons. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, that's <laughs> the biggest thing about it is people like, oh, what's Carrie going to do now? I'm like, <laughs> whatever um, she wants. Let me tell you, don't worry about her. Yeah. How's that? Like, That's don't cool. worry about it. She'll do yeah. whatever she wants, whatever star yeah. she wants to throw an arrow in mm -hmm. and, and rope it up to. Trust me. Yeah. She's a killer and yep. she doesn't stop. So FIVB, you know, we have, we have problems with the, the way they do things. The, the sport is kind of, you know, scattered all over the board right now. And, and right. there, there needs to be a collaboration from all entities and everybody needs to combine and build this because it's become an individual uh, I don't know, pride fight or like everyone wants their own thing and I'm going to win. And it ain't a competition to right. me. Okay. So it's uh, let's unite and let's build something cool. If you think that, you know, fighting other entities or saying that one's not better than the other, FIVB, AVP, P1440, everyone needs to put something together and get to work and, and right. build this sport into something that it is. And yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. I think this is probably why, like Duran, like beach volleyball national events, like as far as partnerships are con concerned, I think she's, I think she's got something really good going on with juniors and the showcases, and she's kind of waiting it out until everybody, till the till the grown folks, you know, get their get their shit together, <laughs> you know, like you guys have co-promoted with us, um, with uh, beach volleyball national events from time to time, but I think it's probably why, you know, she um respectfully said thanks but no thanks with you know? what. Like, um, as far as like, we could talk about it more off camera, oh. but it's, but, but it was more about like certain, certain entities offering a partnership, but it's, but the partnership is kind of like, um, you know, we get to put our product on, uh, well, you know, like our name or whatever, and you pay us for it. That's well, not a part. That's not a partnership. A partnership <laughs> yeah. is I scratch your back, you scratch mine. Sometimes you're going right. to pull the load. Sometimes I will. I mean, that's what I'm learning in business is, you know, there's a lot of people that say, 
you know, they'll, they'll call and they'll say, man, can we get that over here? And can we do that? Yeah. Can we put our, your banners up and, yeah. you know, we got to pay them. I'm like, I'm like, hold on. Like, no, you know, I don't mind that if you're giving me, you know, we have to collaborate. You see what I'm getting at. Yeah. Okay. We have to collaborate. So it goes right. both ways. Right. Um, people ask for a lot of things mm -hmm. and, you know, there's certain people that you want to surround yourself with and, Man, I have so many good conversations with companies and entities across yeah. the United States that call us and say, "I love what you're doing. Yeah. What a cool, what a cool um, uh, aspect of the game, the health and wellness, the the mindfulness, right. yep. competition, and um, the, the entertainment part of it is. It can be anything, you know. People, it's it's uh, it's really <laughs> fun. I really enjoy what I'm doing. Yeah. It's difficult, and you, I don't look out the window and look what someone else is doing, and then bring it back. My head's down. If I looked over at what Mike Lambert was doing when I was competing, yeah, and spent time going, "What's he doing over there?" I put my head down, yeah. and I competed, and I maximized my potential. Right. That's what I want to do in my life. Yeah, and that's and that transcends or is transcending off the court and 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 to the generation in whom we're mentoring right back on the court. And for that, God, yeah, man, shit. I think can we wrap up there? Yeah, put a bow on it. <laughs> wow. Oh my God! Listen, Casey, absolute pleasure for uh, quite for quite some time. Uh, uh, popular demand finally wins today. They wanted you on the show because I've had uh, um, an array of different guests, you know, had Troy Field and Eric Baranek, their friends. Yeah, had man. them on the show. Uh, Dougie, Dougie, Fresh and, Dougie Fresh and Jeff on the show at the same time yeah. it was hilarious. I felt like I did 100 setups. You know, my stomach was killing me. You, you should have those dudes come back and, and yeah. you know, at, at the end of the summer and yeah. and do a fill-in fill in the cracks edition and, and see how they're feeling because, you know, there's also something I tell the players out there is there's an off-season blues, you know, when the yeah. summer's when the summer ends and you don't have a tournament to go to it, it stings. And then you look at your bank account and, and you mm. got to go to work and do it there. It's yep. a, it's a real thing. Uh, pay attention to it. Guys and girls pay attention to when the season ends and that sadness or that, you know, you're just staring at the wall and you want to go train and uh, there's nothing to train for. And uh, you just, you know, it's real. And it happened with us when we had 24 tournaments in a year. I had 16 AVPs and eight overseas. Right. Um, so just, you know, that's one thing I want to tell people out there is like, just, just balance it right. Like, don't let your highs get too high and your lows low. I, I worry about the players out there today. And I want to give them some of the insight that we've learned through the years. My wife has three gold medals and a bronze. And, you know, it doesn't mean she's sitting somewhere with a with a Michelob Ultra and she's made it. You no, know? I mean, those weren't her intentions anyway. Those were, I, those I would suggest are the net result. Her intentions are just to be, uh, ever improve, be a better version of herself. Because if you, if you go out there and, and if that's your, and if that's your goal, then you'll never accomplish your goals. For me, it's like a theater thing. Like if, um, if I go out there to be good on stage, I'm not going to be good. No, I have to, it's action objective. You know, it's, it's out there and you're performing and the net result the whatever you know whatever yeah, well, it's whatever an happens and that's what for makes you individually yeah. it's not an accomplishment for the rest of the world people do it with oscars and everything any yep. any yeah. huge accomplishment there comes a downside with it yeah. and you have to be prepared for it and even at smaller levels if you know when when the summer's over and you didn't win any tournaments but you did really well mm. there's an off-season blues and just recognize yep. it and 
you know. I'm but it was Casey. It was so fucking important to talk about these 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 ups and downs in volleyball because you we um, you speak from experience. I certainly do. Um, there are people out there right now um, that are going through now. You you might have went through like the, worrying about the whole validation game and this and that and it's just like getting yeah. over that and this and that. So this conversation, I'm glad we had this conversation because. Um, I just, you know, I was talking to players about that now, and I, you know, and I tried to like, you, which you, all we can do, you know, is talk, maybe reflect from our own experience, and say, hey, you know, it's something you exist to, you acknowledge it, and you and you and you find ways through, and you you have a good support group, which is important, right? Have have people around you that that don't constantly beat that down on you. you no, know? incredible so, people that teach yeah. you things, and you know, working yeah. with a sports psychologist and even for family therapy, Michael Gervais and the things that we've learned there yep. and been able to put them into play is so important to the psychology of it. I love this sport so much. My wife does. We, we have, you know, we're integral based and P1440 yep. is trying to do something very special and creative in the sport and the it's digital just... platform that we have and what we're bringing to colleges yeah. and, and the live streaming that we're doing. It's, you know, we're, we're really trying to think outside of the box and build this sport to where we believe it should be. Yep. And for me, we are, there is, there is no option of failure as far as putting the time and effort and work and heart into it. Of course. Yeah. We can't, we can't lose, you know? No, to, well, to me, in many ways, you guys have already won. Um, where there, I mean, the first year in, were there a ton of mistakes? Yeah, to quote, to quote, um, what Barack Obama? He's Hell like, yeah, yeah. Well, to quote Barack Obama, he's like, "Have I made mistakes? Of course I have. That's what happens when you try things." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when I came out for the first five years to be a pro, how yeah. many mistakes did I make? And then people yeah. said, "Uh, Casey's or I got cut or whatever. Yeah. You're too short." Or I made mistakes in finals against guys that were yeah. veterans. You go back. Yeah. You pivot. Mm-hmm. And you kick ass, and yep. that's what you do, and mm-hmm. that's what you know. Some people can point the finger and say ain't, ain't, whatever, but well, I'm not going to tell you watch because I don't care if you do. Mm-hmm. I'm right. just going to do good for the, the the places that I can, and I'm not telling you to say wait and watch what we do, and you'll see. No, no, man, it's not. No. I don't care. I mm-hmm. know what I'm doing. I know what my efforts are going. Yep. I think you've enlisted a a, a a lot of good people too to make that possible. I I had the pleasure of meeting a lot of them when I was doing a live stream. You know, I think Fernando's just like this really cool dude. Um, yeah. You know, um, the the uh, the people who are doing the the live stream, I call them the Fab Five. Yeah. Like, you know, Dodd, Tim, um, Travis is really good. Rob Asparrow is a savage. Rob Asparrow's a sa- where's that camera? Rob Asparrow is a savage. <laughs> Um, He's awesome. um, so they like the big, good, the big yeah. West for the big West championship when Cal Poly played Hawaii, they were, they were calling, they were calling us the fab five. Like the, yeah, the, yeah. I love again, it. that rare combination of color commentator and, and play guy that, yeah, that, you're, um, you're bringing in people you know, to, to the sport that have helped build the sport and yeah, you're, you're collaborating with them and you're recognizing them and, and giving them space because a lot of the young guys, I didn't care who the guys were in front of me. I wanted to beat them. Wow. And that's that's what young guys do. And so, you know, when you young guys are, are 30 and 40 years old, you'll realize, damn, I should have paid more attention to the guys in front of me because the ones behind me could give a shit. Exactly. Yeah. There's someone with better abs and better hair than you that's coming up on Instagram. Yeah. So just balance it. You know, enjoy your lives. Yeah. And, uh, and I tell a lot of the young guys, regret is past tense. You can't. 
regret something that you're in the moment right now. <laughs> How are you going to regret it? You're, you're there right now. What, what the hell are you regretting? It's happening right now. It's not something that happened 10 years ago where you look back and be like, oh, I wish I could have done it different. I'm, I'm, I always tell people regret our young people and try to help them understand. And maybe I could phrase it better. Regret is past tense. Yeah. You know, um, God, I, don't, I have very few, honestly. I, I'm glad I moved out here. I'm glad, you know, I got to, this is what I wanted to do with my life. My first year in, had that down. You know, I actually told Kelly, and you'll laugh at this one. I was like, look, if you want to kill me, take me back to Brooklyn and kill me. Put, you know, put two in my head, put me under the Verrazano Bridge and let me die like a real fucking man. Don't let me, don't let me die here in the, in the desert like a snake. <laughs> you know, I don't want to die out here. Kill, kill me somewhere else. So I, I went through that that um thing that level of um i don't i won't call it self-importance but like the things i know i can do versus the opportunities that i was being offered I, you know again i didn't think it was fair but you know yeah. I, I took a similar path and and i'm kind of on my way i'm, I'm kind of exactly where i want to be right now as far as as far as um what my end goal is my end game is coaching and commentating coaching kids you're not going to do better than endless summer Right, they they lead the they lead the country in in um college um commitments per capita. Like we have four girls going to SC, two Long Beach State, one one um Arizona, and one GCU. So, you know, LMU got to work with John, who's a beautiful mind, and is now I now I consider a great coach because I always consider them a good coach as much as I liked him. So yeah, so commentating. Well, you're you saw, you saw my video. Said the guy has balls. You gave me my shot. Um, and so I think I'm exactly where I want to be. But like you said. Constantly evolving, constantly, and every and every time, God, let me tell you something. Every time I just want to take a break, I fucking watch a video of you or somebody, and I'm like, I can't <laughs> get up, go, go, you know, do something, you know. No, you got you kids. I got I, you like, got uh, yeah, you got Thomas. You yeah, know, ET? yeah, yeah. He's cool. I like him. I like David Goggins. I like Joe Rogan. I, Joe I like, Rogan I like is a lot the of, conscience uh, of America. Yeah, he is. He's, he's the he's conscious the new male hero, female hero, whatever you want to say. But he's a listener. Yeah, there's uh Yeah, man, you just gotta keep finding your motivations and um don't yeah, I, whatever. <laughs> I, I I I there's a lot of things I wish I would have done better for sure, but yeah. do I spend time looking back on them? No. No, because it's I, past tense. I, I, if I look back on it, it's it's reflection, it's nostalgia, and it's uh I don't want to do that again. No. So okay. it, it, I don't, I don't go. Damn, I regret so much. It's like, oh, I regretted that. I didn't like that. I'm not doing it again. You know that feeling. Yeah. I don't want that again. So, yep. yeah, man, you're doing a good job. Keep your nose to the grind, and yeah, uh, you know, keep believing in what you're doing. Love yourself, and and uh, you know, hopefully, we we'll get you to some more P1440 events and some junior stuff. We're yep. we're all over, and we're just trying to spread the love and. We love the interaction with Did you people. hear that? Did you hear that? Yeah. We all we all about that love. It's that camera right That's there. Right. It's camera one. We all about that love. Casey yeah, Jennings. It is an absolute pleasure, okay? For Jeff, who, who had to leave for six man for Casey Jennings. I'm Jason DeBeas. This is podcast episode number eight. Where Peace. Out? I'm out. <laughs>